As a country, South Africa has had many challenges, but there hasn't been a province more troubled than KZN over the last two years and has been subjected to everything from social unrest to E. coli in its water and on the beaches. It's no wonder that Tourism KwaZulu-Natal, which is responsible for the development, promotion and marketing of tourism into and within the province, is pulling out all the stops to keep us informed on how the province is navigating these challenges. Whilst it is their mission to initiate, facilitate, coordinate and implement strategic tourism marketing and demand-driven tourism development programs, they also focus on growing the tourism of the province and providing economic opportunities to people that are part of their constituency. The tourism industry in KwaZulu-Natal has indeed been recovering beyond expectations. And the acting CEO, Mr. Ntlantla Kumalo, has indicated clearly that whilst in 2022, there were 7.6 million domestic visitors, which translated to 19 billion domestic spend, versus 8 billion in 2019. These visitors have ensured that the destination KZN continues to remain the number one destination in the country. We were treated to a media hosted visit to the south coast of Durban, and we got to experience many of its products and resources. There are challenges still with travel because of the economy in the state that it is in, interest rate hikes, fuel price hikes, and growing inflation. But the South Coast is definitely a budget-friendly destination, as we saw from our visit there. And we're talking today in conversation with a few resources in the area that will just extrapolate that point even further. We were very pleased to be hosted as media on the South Coast Media Hosted Tour, and our first stop on a very nice, warm and beautiful day in front of the sea was at Mariner's Seafood Restaurant. Needless to say, me being me, I was the first one to arrive, so I had lots of time to walk around, take pictures and make videos, and even got to do some retail therapy from the beautiful ladies that sell their craft in front of the Mariner's Restaurant. I must add that Mariner's is mostly a seafood restaurant, and I'm not a seafood eater, so I was pleasantly surprised by the choices. But more on that later. We're joined today by Douglas McNaught, who is going to chat to us about all things Mariner's seafood. And from the looks of it, it's a very popular spot because ours was a midweek visit and the restaurant filled up very quickly with a cross-section of people, holidaymakers, local residents, and people just coming to meet with friends. So it was quite refreshing to see the restaurant so well attended. Douglas, what a pleasure to have you on the show with us today. Thank you very much, Janet. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes, so I had a very pleasant experience being there, and the weather was just perfect. Of course, it's almost like an elaborate choreography, that sea in front of you. It just continues to play and play, and we were just delighted watching the waves. You know, we don't always get time to do absolutely nothing, and that's exactly what I did. I did absolutely nothing and watched the sea, and it was a very pleasant experience. Of course, once the rest of the media contingent arrived, there was a lot of buzz and our orders were taken, and I was gobsmacked by the variety on the menu because people ordered, you know, everything from seafood 
to vegetarian and poultry. So maybe, Douglas, you can start by telling us a little bit of history of the restaurant and where it comes from and the ownership, etc., so that we can contextualize mariners for us. Um, the restaurant's been here for numerous years. Um, the current owners have had it for probably about three, four years now and uh, put a lot of effort into making the restaurant a lot better. A lot of um, uh, extensions done to it, um, put in blinds to stop the wind because we do get quite a strong wind that comes up the sea here to make it more comfortable for the people. Um, I must tell you, the day I was there, everything was just perfect. Oh, that's great. One owner is uh, was is an executive chef. He's worked overseas on uh, super yachts, and he's very pedantic about the quality of the food and the selection of food that we have. So hence, we do have that huge selection, going from pizzas right through to pastas and your seafood, meats, poultry. And then obviously, we do our seasonal specials, um, which we change. We try to change up every month or so with a lot of different flavors from around the world. That sounds wonderful, Douglas. But the day that I was there, I was surprised by how extensive the menu is, definitely. And of course, our team ordered mostly seafood. And even in that, there was everything from mussels to seared tuna and, you know, just your regular fish and chips. And everybody raved about how delicious everything was. And I chose mostly vegetarian off the menu. And I was really pleased. The portions were huge. I think everybody walked away with a doggy bag. I don't know when we would have had a chance to eat it, but everybody got to take some of their food home because the portions were enormous. I think in these budget-friendly times, that is an issue for a lot of people, that the portion is substantial enough. And uh, I'm hearing you say that your executive chef draws his inspiration from all over the world. And that was evident in the menu as well. Um, You mentioned that the restaurant has been around for a long time. And it's obvious that people know it and they drive out especially for it. But for you, as the manager of the restaurant, Douglas, what are some of the highlights of working at Mariners and some of the guests that you play host to? The first thing about Mariners is I don't think anybody has a better location to work in. I mean, I walk to work and the first thing I do is I see the sea. And I don't think many people have that opportunity to be so close to the beach. I mean, you you can walk from an outside area directly onto the beach. There's no roads in the way or anything. Also, the, the number, the different types of people that you meet here, it's not just you meeting South African people. There's people from all over the world that come here. Um, I've met people from, from Germany, from Denmark, from the Netherlands, uh, from Italy, um, plus people from all over South Africa. And a lot of those people, uh, when they come down here, their first stop is coming to Mariners because they've been here so many times and they really, really love the place. It sounds like people come back for more all the time, Douglas. No, 100%. They always do. And even among the locals, we've got a really, really good reputation with the quality of our food. And like you said, the portion sizes, I mean, our portion sizes are really big. Um, Not a lot of people do that. I mean, in these economic times, people are trying to save as much as they can. But we find that the more you give a person, the more they're going to come back to you. Instead of trying to make that quick profit, good over a lengthy period of time. 
Absolutely agree, Douglas. And then tell me a little bit about your team because we were so well taken care of. They were on point. They were just perfect. You know, they. it was a big group and I'm surprised that they were able to, in a short space of time, sort everybody out and obviously used to having big groups. But where does your team come from and how are they comprised? All of our, all of our team here are local people. Um, we run probably about 35, 36 people out of season as staff members, yeah, all locals. And then that number doubles when it comes to the holiday season uh, because of the influx of people. Um, all, all of them have been here for a very long time. Um, but they just love working here. They love the atmosphere. They love the people. And they go at, totally out of their way just to try and make people feel, feel welcome. I've got some really great chefs. Um, they enjoy what they do. And that's the whole thing is, I mean, you want people to in your business to enjoy their work. If they're not enjoying the work, you're not going to get the proper quality or service given to customers. Eh? That is great news, Douglas. And you yourself have 30 plus years of experience in the hospitality sector. That's what correct. Amazing, what an amazing legacy. Yeah, I, I started working in restaurants when I was in high school just to make some pocket money. And I've been doing this for my entire life. Um, I'm in my 50s now. So it's kind of worked lots of places in South Africa. I've worked internationally in the Middle East and Southeast Asia. So it's, it's a lovely industry to be in because you, you can get that opportunity to travel and see the world. Absolutely. There isn't a better industry than the hospitality industry to be a paid traveler. And how wonderful to be able to combine work and play as one traverses all this amazing landscape. So, Douglas, I think your 31 years of experience, your excellent team, your amazing location, because that is a location second to none, and the extensive menu are really all the tools you need to have a successful restaurant. Uh, I am sure that during lockdown and COVID, there were many challenges, but I'm pleased to see that the restaurant's on the up and up and very well attended. Before we say goodbye to you, is there anything you would like to share with our listeners about Mariners? I would say, if you haven't been here, do yourself a favor, come to a restaurant, you won't be disappointed. Location, location, location is one thing, and then quality of food is the other thing. And when you get here, do yourself a favor, put your phone in your pocket or on your bag, and just try and enjoy yourself. And that's after we've taken lots of photos because it's so Instagrammable. After oh, we've taken photos and made great video of that superb location. Yeah, no, that's true. And it's beautiful. I mean, even if you just walk onto the beach and you look towards your side, you can see right through to Trafalgar. And today we had the sardines coming past. So that's great. That's wonderful, Douglas. Well, Douglas, I'm wishing you and the team all the best as you brace yourselves for winter ahead. But uh, KZN, you know, it's sunshine all the time. So that's a great advantage. And, of course, people are always wanting to come and enjoy the sea in all its moods. So 
I'm wishing you well over the over the next couple of months, and thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you very much for seeing, for having me on the show. It's a pleasure, Douglas. Take care of yourself. Hundred percent. Come and visit again soon. Speaking to us from the beautiful south coast of KZN, which seems to enjoy warm sunshine all the time and is a host to several adventure activities, is Yolanda Kluter. She is the marketing manager for the San Lemire Estate. Yolanda, welcome to Jet Setting with Janet. I've just come back from your beautiful establishment and I have fond memories of the sunrise and the amazing walks we took through the estate. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yes, Sanami Estate is quite a tropical paradise. Um, I've got such a passion for this beautiful estate. And, you know, I think it's any any holiday person's dream, you know, to come here for a holiday or even just investing and becoming an owner, staying on the estate permanently. It really was a very special experience. I'm just sad that I didn't have more time there because we had such a lot of activities outside of the estate. But what we did do was get up very early, do the early morning walk, catch some bird life and, you know, just experience the estate. But I'm sure that was just a small window to what the full service offering is. So I'm going to ask you to start by telling us a little bit of history of San Lamia, please. So obviously San Lamia estate, I mean, um, you know, it's over, it's almost like, I think it's 47 years old. Um, you know, if we go way back on the, on the bit of the history of the estate, you know, it was, Sanomir was originally granted uh, to a colonel G.H. Langler in 1938, you know, who developed the property as a private estate. He was obviously a key naturalist as well, and he introduced various exotic and indigenous flora <laughs> to ensure a careful balance of the ecology of the estate. And then um, Sun Lam bought the land in 1974, and then in July 1977, Sanamia was proclaimed a private township in terms of the Sanamia town pl- uh, planning scheme. And then obviously, you know, from the so the estate you know was uh, properly um a proclaimed township in 1977. So that's a bit of history on on the estate. Then you also play host to a lot of different fauna, flora and animal life. Yes, absolutely. So we've got over 200 bird species. We've got um, different buck species, you know, the impala, reed buck, Blue diker, grey diker, etc. We've are also home to a pair of crown, you know, crown eagles. They've been on the estate for over twenty years. They've made the estate their home. There's obviously an abundance of food for them, so they're very happy on the estate. We're very proud of the crown eagle pair. So beautiful fauna and flora to look forward to when you come to Sanomia. Now, there's quite a few apartments, some are privately owned, and then you have a very prestigious hotel, which is popular with the conference click. Will you tell us a little bit about that? So San Lamia is a 200-hectare estate. We've got currently 616 villas homes on the estate. Uh, that are all privately owned. Um, from of the 616, we've got 160 villas 
in our rental pool. So the owner, you know, provides, puts uh, the villa in the rental pool. It's managed by Sanamia Villa Rentals, which is a company. It's a subsidiary of the Master Homeowners Association. And then we take care of the villas and we rent it out for them and make sure they receive a rental income. And then obviously the other villas are also privately rented out by the owners themselves. So, you know, we've got obviously lots of villas, you know, for people to come and and stay in the villa and um, rent it out for a holiday period, you know, especially for families. It's self-catering orientated. Then obviously we've got the self-catering villas range from a bachelor studio up to a five-bedroom luxury. So there's, you know, there's something for everyone. And then obviously we've got the hotel. It's a four-star rated hotel with 40 hotel rooms available. And then linked to the hotel is the beautiful lagoon spa and wellness center as well that is available for guests to make use of when it comes to beauty and health and wellness. Phenomenal, something for everybody for sure. And those views, Yolanda, I mean, we had beautiful 360 views of the Gulf Estate. Very, very tempting, but it was a little bit wet when we were there. So I didn't attempt any golf. And then there's an option to walk down to the beach. It's a private beach, I believe. Yes. So, I mean, what is so amazing about Salem is we've got access actually to not just one, but two blue flag beaches, Marina Beach, and then as well as the Trafalgar Beach. And I mean, that's just amazing. It's very safe and secure within the estate. And you've got access to these two beautiful, clean blue flag beaches. Guests can just enjoy and it's and it's so safe. So that is, that's quite amazing about the state. And obviously, yes, the views. I mean, um, going into the golf course, you know, we've got a beautiful 18 hole championship golf course. We host many tournaments and events on the golf course. We've all obviously also got a nine hole pitch and putt course, a mashy course that people can make use of that is free of charge. That if you want to maybe shop up on your golf skills, you can conduct that on the mashy course. Um, but beautiful sea views, beautiful golf course views, garden views. I mean, Sanamia is a, a, a registered conservancy. We're an eco-estate as well. So it's all about the fauna, flora, the golf course, you know, et cetera, and the views and the wildlife and the birds and everything, you know, just the serenity of the estate is just amazing. So there's so much to do. And then obviously we've got an abundance of activities available for people that choose to make Sanamia the home or just choose to come on holiday and, and just enjoy Sanamia. I was there and I was just thinking to myself, this is actually the perfect wedding venue. You can have many guests. People can have their own space. But it's also so picturesque to be able to host a wedding. Is that something that Sandemir does on a regular basis? So absolutely. So the hotel side, so obviously uh, the estate has, has got many different divisions. So the hotel is one division of the estate that conducts weddings and conferences, and they've got beautiful options when it comes to weddings. They can conduct a beach wedding if you want, a beach wedding, we, they can, you know, we've also got the lagoon area where you can have a lagoon view type of um, wedding. Um, and then obviously uh, indoor wedding facilities as well that is combined with conference um, facilities at the hotel. So, yes, definitely the Sanami Hotel side of the estate 
offers you the wedding packages and whatever you need or whatever the bride and the groom might need can be offered to them uh, to make you know their day quite special. And then for the very active, there's a mountain bike trail. And that is a new addition to the estate. That's correct. And yes. it's what is classified as a blue square trail because it has international trail marking standards, etc. Now, I, yes. I know that there's a lot of people that go in search of these trails in order to tick them off their bucket list. Will you give us a little bit more information on this trail? So the Sanamia Mountain Bike Trail, to us, it's just an amazing feature that we added to all, all our other activities that we have to offer on the estate. But it's a 9.7-kilometer uh, mountain bike trail. It consists of uh, seven sections of interlinking single track. It's got seven loops, and it takes about 30 to 50 minutes uh, per lap to complete, uh, depending on your pace, of course. You know, it's an integrated as an intermediate uh, trail and this you know it's designed to be enjoyed uh, for the whole family um the mountain bike trail has been yeah, was built uh, i think approximately about six years ago so it's not that fairly new but it's still for us an amazing feature that was added you know for the adventurous type of enthusiasts to come and just um you know enjoy the trail it sounds phenomenal yolanda I'm definitely going to do that the next time that I'm there. Now, we chatted briefly about the fauna and the flora. And I want to just hear, because San Nemea is such a massive estate, it's got so much expansive land. Do you have a green or a conservation policy? Is there any initiatives? I mean, we live in a world where we're surrounded by load shedding. And I've read this morning that there are new stages of load shedding coming. What is your yeah. conservation policy and how would a guest cope if there was load shedding on the estate? Yeah, so obviously, of course, we've realized last year in December, uh, for the past four years, we've, you know, um, installed, uh, first of all, when it comes to the water situation on the coast, we've made sure to install, um, you know, water tanks to carry the estate when there is a water situation when it comes to local municipality. And then, you know, when it comes to the load shedding side, we've just realized that we needed to make sure that Sanamir is on board when it comes to water and electricity and moving forward, specifically when it comes to those aspects. So, um, you know, a possible alternative energy and water supply project is now what we're currently busy with. So since January this year, the board and management of the estate um, has been in contact with the turnkey contractor. Um, who will then design and construct and operate and as well as finance a project to provide reliable and sustainable water as well as electricity services to the estate. So we're currently busy with this massive project and we hope to have it completed by next year, July, hopefully. And that would mean that uh, Sanamia will be around 80%, you know, self-sufficient on water supply as well as electricity. Uh, so, we'll, uh, you know, we've already gone through the process of um, drilling for our own boreholes as well as then putting up solar plants. So Sanamia is currently busy with this massive project to make sure that we've got, you know, our own energy and water supply. I think that's very proactive, Yolanda, and that's the route that a lot of us will have to take.
in order to stay economically viable and sustainable uh, as we navigate a lot of challenges in our country right now. Absolutely. So I want to chat a little bit about the golf. It is, you know, a, a flagship golf course and you must have had some famous people on the course. Will you will you share some of those famous names with us? Yes, well, absolutely. You know, when we speak about famous, to, to us, it's just hosting proper prestigious uh, tournaments. So we've had the SA Women's Open. Um, we also, every year in August, we have the SA Kids Junior Africa Challenge Tournament being held at Sangamia. So many prestigious golf tournaments. And then we definitely, you know, we have our own golf celebrity uh, living on the estate, you know, permanently, Mr. Mark McNulty. Um, he's very oh, well known wow. to That's South amazing. Africa. Yes. And then obviously he's also contributed and the founder of the Mark McNulty Junior Golf Foundation. And that's to uplift uh, young junior golfers, you know, and, and provide them with the opportunities to move forward in the golfing industry. So, yes, Mr. Mark McNulty to us is a gem on the estate and our very own estate celebrity. So when it comes to golf. I'm sad I didn't get to meet the celebrity because I think the name Mark McNulty and golf is synonymous with excellence and he is definitely one of our living treasures. So it's wonderful that you have that expertise in-house and that is able to provide and create opportunity for young people as they come mm-hmm. along through the ranks in the golf in the golf space. Absolutely. So Yolanda, we've, uh, we've chatted a lot about the fauna, the flora, We've chatted about the celebrity on the golf estate. I just want to know, do you live on the estate? Unfortunately, I don't. <laughs> but um, I think, you know, being here at work, I live for the estates. I work for the estates and um, I've got a huge passion, as mentioned in the beginning of this interview. San Amir is just an absolute gem. I just want to say, if you haven't, visited Sanamir, please come and do so. You're really missing out. I mean, it's such an amazing estate. I also would like just to mention that, I mean, we've got so many other activities available. So if you're not a golfer, there's tennis courts, there's squash courts. We've got so many walking trails, like, for instance, the Dune, Dune Trail. We've got a fishing dam that's catch and release. We've got a bowling green as well for the bowl, uh, bowling enthusiasts, uh, It's which is quite fun for the whole family. And then obviously the whole lagoon area with paddle boats and stand-up paddle boards and the children, you can hire a bicycle for them and they can also just cycle on the estate and it's so safe. So I really want to put forward that obviously it's secure estate living and that's what Sarnami is all about. So Yolanda, I got the opportunity to experience your hospitality firsthand and I must tell you something that we didn't talk about is the amazing people who work there because we had our dinners at the hotel We got amazing cleaning service, warm reception when we pulled up to check in. All of your people seem to imbue the same kind of quality ethic. And obviously, as the marketing manager and in conjunction with other members of your team, it's your responsibility to maintain that service level across the board. So please tell me a little bit about your people, where they come from and how they trained and how they all, like an elaborate choreography, come together to give us this amazing experience at at the other end, you know, the front line, 
There's a lot that happens in the hotel space on the back end, but in the front line, everything went on par. Well, that's so amazing to hear, Janet. Um, I'm so glad to hear that. You know, obviously, we've got, like mentioned before, so many divisions. So we've got the hotel, we've got the spa staff complement, we've got the cleaning server, the club uh, service, the club side, the country club, the Master Homeowners Association. I think we, the core, the Sanami mm-hmm. Master Homeowners Association is the core of the whole estate, and we try and pull all the divisions together. So we we obviously have a lot of uh, team buildings every two to three months and we invite different divisions and we all come together because to make sure that we've got our mission and vision of the estate um, you know in line and we've got the estate reception and security although security in the gardens and grounds are contracted through a subcontracting company we uh do see every single staff member on this estate, even if they're taking care of the gardens and grounds or making sure that every single person staying on the estate is safe, that we all come together and we shine out and we live through one vision and mission. And that is just to make sure that everybody has got a memorable experience, whether you're staying here, whether you've decided to invest and made you know, and buy a, a villa at San Amir and made, make this your home permanently or non-permanently, um, or if you come uh, for a holiday and, you know, just enjoy the amazing San Amir. So it's really about training, team building, and making sure there's open communication between all channels. Well, we've certainly had a nice overview of what San Amir is all about, Yolanda. Before we say goodbye, can you please tell me what it's like driving in in the morning onto the estate? What is the morning like for you? So obviously, as a marketing manager for the estate, there's always um, plenty of operational administrative tasks. And every morning when I drive through this estate, and I think there's so much to do, you know, you're always busy, but I'm thankful because when I drive through the gates, On my way to work, I see the beautiful views, the wildlife, the impala buck, the monkeys, even the monkeys, the bird life. And I think what a privilege to be able to work for such a beautiful estate and to be part of something so unique and just so amazing. So feeling privileged every morning. Yes, absolutely. Wonderful. Yolanda, any last words before we say goodbye to you? Janet, I want to thank you for conducting this podcast with me, um, you know, just showcasing the beautiful San Amir State. People can visit our website for more information. So it's obviously www.sanamir.co.za. Anything you would like to know about the estate is on our website. If you want to come and uh, on holiday, there's information on our website. So I'm just, uh, for your listeners, visit our website and any questions that they might have can be found there. Thank you so much for that. Great chatting to you. Great experience at San Lemire. I know family members of, of mine who come back over and over again who live in KZN. And they just absolutely love it. It's like their own little getaway. You know, they never tire. They continue to come back. So thank you for creating a, an amazing experience. 